with me. Come on, dance with me, baby. Dance with me. Come on, dance with me, baby. I want you. And you want me. So why don't we get together after the dance? Ooh. Okay, and that's it. That's my Marvin today. Right. <laughs> this face. <laughs> Y'all should see Kia's faces. That's where the gold lives. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise Welcome the Lord, back niggas. To Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we are back to discuss the scam that is adulting. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, we are excited um, to come back for a few minutes to commiserate about uh, all the ups and downs of adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2020. 2020. You know, there's not a lot going on. We'll discuss that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot mm -hmm. going on and not a lot going on. But we'll discuss that in the kitchen table. All in all, I'm breathing I'm Rona free. New York is in the green right now, which is really nice. No, that does not mean you niggas should wild out. And, you know, that's it. I'm not going to complain. How are you? I am um, doing okay. I am managing and that's trying a good to word. move forward. That's a good word. Managing. What's happening? Coping. Yes. Well, we have some trash to get into. So would you like to mosey on over there? Sure thing. I think we shall. All right, it's time for the trash, and we're gonna get the. We're gonna go ahead and start with the heavy. Um, I'm sure by now we have all heard of the tragic uh, story of Jacob Blake, um, a 29 year old black man out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, who was shot seven times in the back by the police. Um, in front of his three young children. Um, once again, a completely senseless crime. Uh, the police were called to the scene for a domestic violence um, call, uh, but there were no weapons. Uh, there was not any, you know, he was not armed. There was no threat of anybody's life, and there was no reason for him to be shot in his back, uh, which is one of the most cowardly forms of taking somebody's life. Um, and seven times at that in front of three young children. Uh, he's currently, um, live, he's currently in critical condition. Um, I know they're trying to get him, get him together, but as of right now, he is in critical condition. So I know over here we are praying fervently for, uh, for, a, a, a health, healthy, return but we don't know how that's gonna go so it's a really sad um and unnecessary situation there's tons of protests that have uh, broken out in wisconsin um and they put an emergency curfew on the city because of that uh and people are outraged and justifiably so for sure so for sure you know, we just pray for the peace of his family right now and 
that there's some sort of some sort of miracle where he's able to come out of this. Um, um, I think amazingly, I think the miraculously, I think is the better word. He yes. is um, still fighting for his life. Yes. Being shot point blank range seven times in the back. Mm. Um, like you said, sits in front of his children. So um, thankfully, yeah, unbelievably, he is uh, in ICU right now. Um, yeah. And from what we understand, you know, I think all of us across the world are praying for his full recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least physically, we don't know what the emotional and mental devastation will be on he and his family for um, the rest of our lives. So the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really crazy that it seems like we just keep having to have these conversations. It's exhausting. Yeah. It is. It is depleting. I don't even know. I, I mean, I, I feel like there's just a level of, of drain that I don't know that I could adequately describe. Yeah. Um, drain and defeat, right? So I think we'll talk about this a little bit more at the kitchen table, but it's like, you know, looking around, I mean, waking up every day and being confronted with all the things that are going on in the world is very, 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 very challenging. But it's just especially heartbreaking to know that yet again, we are asking and trying to find understanding around why our humanity as black people is is not acknowledged in this country and mainly by the people who are specifically charged to keep us safe. Yeah. Charged with keeping us safe and well. So it is it is just like unbelievably sad and like really, really hard. And I'm just been like kind of sitting with the weight of what is happening yeah today um and it's just i don't know like i don't know it's hard to be kind of like bright and bubbly when these kinds of things keep happening day after day after day after day after day yeah yeah absolutely um yeah we're just tired so we'll talk about that some more but we are we are praying for jacob and his family um his children i hope that there's that this is it shouldn't this shouldn't have to be but if you all are going to have a trash ass government and a trash ass police system and all of these things, then you need to be able to at least provide some sort of free therapy and support for the families who have to suffer the consequences of other people's um, carelessness and and thoughtless, not even carelessness, just w- wickedness, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope that there is some sort of... Um, some sort of therapy or something provided for those babies, but we already know how our government works, so we pray for them. Um, we'll we'll keep it a little lighter going forward. We'll try to. Uh, Zanique, we all know who Zanique is. A bright-eyed, or did she get those removed? A bright-eyed young black woman who happens mm-hmm. to be the daughter of Teeny. And <laughs> T.I. And she is with child. Uh, mm-hmm. There was some speculation, I guess, that she was. Didn't know anything about that. But apparently she is now. And it's out and it's news. But as I was looking for trash, I stumbled upon a video of this young lady. As she went out to dinner with her beau and the soon-to-be father of her child. And she did not look pleased with his nigga antics. Um, Mm. in the car or at the table Mm. um 
I would like to understand why this young pregnant woman was driving and also paying for this meal. I thought she was just leaving the tip. Maybe she way. was just leaving the tip. And if we may discuss, this is I'm 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 by no means going fight you know throw fire on this young pregnant woman. We deal with enough as black women. But if we may ad- address a separate issue, because I saw a two or three dollar tip go on that table. And I just have to say, and I know it's been said before, but it is warranted to be said again, especially in this pandemic that we are living in and restaurants are opening up and people are able to eat outside. And I'm not shaving you off for doing that. I'm not shaming anybody for doing that. Honestly, if you're doing things as safely as possible and you need to get out of the house, these people are working. I'm sure they are happy that you are frequenting their establishment as long as things are done respectfully and safely. Right. And your city is not in the complete red. But please do not go out to eat if you are going to leave a two dollar tip for anybody. I don't know why that has to be said in 2020, but please don't go out to eat if you cannot leave an adequate minimum 18 percent tip minimum. 18% 18% tip for these people, especially in the days of a pandemic. If you have the privilege of even being able to eat out because there are so many people who have lost their jobs or, or have money cut or all kinds of things. If you even have the privilege of doing so outside of please just be respectful to the staff and to other human beings. Don't leave no $2 tip. These people busting their ass, working in a damn pandemic, and you're going to leave this nigga $2. All he's going to be able to do is go to the to the bodega and buy himself one pack of Fronto, hoping it's not a $3 pack of Fronto. You better hope it's a $2. Maybe get himself a little pack of zigzags. I think that shit is $2.99. I just say all that to say tipping is essential, <laughs> especially now. Do better. Let's just do better as a people. Um, so Zani I left the $2 tip? Yeah. Yeah, she was really pissed off with this young man and he seemed like he was aggravating the entire life out of her. So I fully understood. <laughs> but she definitely pulled out two, 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 three dollars max and threw that wow. on that table. And that was he was like, that's all you gonna leave for the tip. I'm like, why don't you stop talking all that shit and pull something out of your damn wallet if you so worried about it. But please, two dollar, two, three dollar tips. Not OK. Um <laughs> Were you aware of a brief beef between Master P and Monica? I don't know if it was brief. I feel like it's still ongoing. But well, yes, I'm aware. I was not. And I can I became mm-hmm. aware. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh Master P has a brother by the name of C Murder. That's for our our, our youth them. And C murder was locked up back in 02, I believe, on a murder charge. Um, so C murder was locked up. Monica and C murder were in a relationship uh, prior to him going to prison. Um, if you can remember those days, <laughs> that was me. That was me and Kia's prime clubbing days. But anyway, mm. so uh, they were in a relationship, and I guess they've they've maintained good terms. Um, as of recently, we all know that. Uh, God. Kim K. Christ or whatever is on a rampage no, 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 to no, no, that. that I say that, that absolutely mm-hmm. facetiously <laughs> uh, is on this quest to, you know, be the mo- modern day Mother Teresa and free all these niggas from prison and, you know, praise her name or whatever. 
Um, I'm not going to knock the work she's doing. I just don't have no praise for Kim Kardashian. And I don't have no praise for no white woman using her privilege for what she should be using her privilege for. But that's another conversation. Howsomever, Kim Kardashian decided to, you know, start start going at the at the case uh, because everybody strongly believes see murder to be innocent. So mm-hmm. she starts, you know, with her legalities and things, and she's helping Monica um, in speaking out about C-Murder's freedom and, you know, reinvestigating his case and getting that turned over so he can get out. Master P then became frustrated because, according to him, he and his family have been putting forth years and years and years of efforts to uh, get his brother out of jail to speak on his behalf, all of these things. And he is frustrated with this white woman getting this praise for what he and his family have been fighting for all this time. Justifiably so. Where he went wrong was uh, trying to come at Monica. I don't know. I think I think he should have come at Monica. You think so? Okay, well, let's see. Let me, I do. Tell, tell, me, tell me why. Master P made a, a, a long video where he kind of explained mm-hmm. everything that was going on. Um, and he's, he's for a long time, he has not minced words about C-Murder's situation no. and how he feels about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been very vocal about the, around, around the fact that C-Murder is in this situation because he, you know, because of his own actions and he, you know, is responsible for them. Um, but you know, that being said, he also acknowledged that the system is corrupt Yes, and he, for the last 19 years Mm -hmm. has been investing now millions of dollars Mm -hmm. into, um, you know, all, all, all that into legal fees and Mm -hmm. appeal court, appeal court dates and putting money on his books and all of these other things. Um, and I mean, I think, I think what has happened and this is my assessment of the situation, Mm -hmm. but I think what has happened is that C murder has grown frustrated, um, Mm -hmm. with kind of like the pace and how things have, you know, have not, he thinks, I think he, because, because a lot of the things that masterpiece has been doing have, have not been successful in that like C is still in jail. I think he thinks that. Um, Master P stopped doing things mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, or slowed down or was just worried about other things. And he has since, you know, engaged with Monica, who has brought Kim Kardashian in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I didn't care for is that I think that Monica and Kim have positioned themselves as, you know, the, the people who are kind of spearheading this effort to get C-Murder mm-hmm. out of jail mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. way that I, I feel like cuts off or oversteps yeah oversteps gets out in front of what c murder's family has been Mm -hmm. doing and you know there have been if you pay attention to the shade room and all these other things there are other people who are Mm -hmm. connected to c murder who have come forward and saying that monica is a little bit of you know a johnny come lately like you know this is she's Mm -hmm. very recently engaging and he was like you know the rest of them is like we've been holding c down for 20 years and monica just want to come back around now Monica done gone off and, and had her children and been married multiple mm-hmm. times and she mm-hmm. wasn't thinking about C-Murder and now she's come. So, you know, I, I do feel like now I don't, I, I do feel like, you know, I, you got, at the end of the day, we all have to remember that P is, is good and 50 something years old. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> he, and he is very much 
kind of set in his way. Now, could he have said things differently as it relates yes. to Monica and Kim Kardashian? Perhaps. But, oh, I, I, but this I, is in but no I way a defense like, of Kim Kardashian. I just right, that right. But clear. I do feel like I just understand his position, mm-hmm. and I I think what what resonated with me especially is that um, C Murder made a, a tweeted yeah recently that Kim Kardashian was his angel. Now they yes. have recently lost their grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and in master in peace um video he made some sort he made a comment like okay you know you know it's really unfortunate my family is grieving and my and my grandmother we weren't able to get see home before my grandmother passed Mm -hmm. and you know you know he i think he was offended by he was like he said something about like my grandmother will all be always be my angel and she should have been c's angel too but now he got a new one i guess absolutely so i do feel feel like i mean i i as someone i don't know just kind of from where I sit and how I know how I feel about my family mm-hmm. and I know about the ways in which the Kardashians have inserted themselves and kind of taken over um, things. And even if they're well-intentioned and well-meaning, I, I, I do feel like they don't oft, always acknowledge the ways in which who they are and how they operate impact um, other people. Yes. Um, so I do, I, I just, I just feel like Pete and the fa- the rest of the family all of C Murder's baby mamas, <laughs> some of them have come forward like, uh-uh, because I live, uh, I moved five miles outside of Angola so that I can see C Murder every week, and Monica has not been here. So I, I do feel like I can, can with with all that being said, I, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't mad <laughs> at what P said. Um, I could see the point. I could see why they would feel away. I can see why they would feel away, and I I was just I I, I think I, I was cool with it. It didn't it didn't offend me. Personally. No, I, my my thing, and where I was first of all the Kardashians. You're right; they do insert themselves. And the thing about it is, if you're going to insert yourself and use your power and your privilege for good, you've got to at least acknowledge the family. <clears throat> And acknowledge so when, that other people have been doing work. So what I what, what I saying. would hate to see is that like you know. I don't know. I would hate to see Kim Kardashian and Monica get the, all the credit if if C yes. Murder does come home, and I hope that he does, um, because I, I I I don't know that we have all really um, really understand kind of like what the, the the corruption of the system, mm-hmm. but specifically like in the state of Louisiana, like we this the the laws and things down there, yeah, are you know a different a, a, a horse of a different color, <laughs> like yeah. legit. I, I I would just hate that you know, God willing, Issy is 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 released and able to come home. I would hate for Monica and and Kim Kardashian to get all the credit. Um, and I feel like that is what that is what is behind, or that is what fuels some of the venom that may be may be found in in um or felt in in Masterpiece comments. I so I'm not I, I I by no means I think he like I said and I feel like I said it earlier I thought I did that I felt like he was justified in how he felt because I can understand from a family's perspective when you are putting forth that much work how somebody just sliding right on in is stepping on somebody's toes and I would hope that if Kim herself is inserting herself and Monica commissioned her that they would have spoken to the family first and acknowledged them. 
I think where it was unfair was because then this is where he says he said she said came into play because I don't know about the other people. So I believe you when you say that I haven't read those other stories. She said she's been to all these different uh, facilities that he's been transferred to. So I can't say somebody's not been if they said they have. If other people are saying she's just come around, then maybe she's just come around. You've got to acknowledge family. You've got to um, you've got to acknowledge the work that the family has put in. Kim Kardashian, I'm not defending her. Um, I do, however, feel that it is unfair to bring into things. And like you said, you have to take certain things into effect. Master P is 50 years old. You know, or in his 50s or what have you. You know what I'm saying? He's a nigga who does not mince many words at all. You I know mean, what I'm saying? And he speaks just a way to, And not excusing it, not saying that it's not wrong. Right, you but, know, or, you, you know, know, if we're just calling a thing a thing. There's um, just a certain way that, you know, folks of other generations engage in problematic, right. problematic uh, you know, and all. So I wish all, he so. would not have brought her personal life into it that's that was where i was like all right that's not fair like if she got married if she got had a, if she had children if this man told her and he said he told her he was like i told her to go on her way and live her life because i don't know what's going to come of this situation um if you've got somebody saying somebody tells you down if you've got somebody saying listen i've been i've not broadcasted it but i've been here I've been here for this person and support. I don't think it's fair to use somebody's personal life against them or them going on with their life as a as a means of kind of clapping back. And I felt a little bit of the anger was misdirected because I feel like it, it was more directed towards the Kardashians and how they don't acknowledge family whatsoever. And it's like, okay, we're going to get going on this. And... You know, if Monica didn't bring the family into it, she's wrong for that. If she didn't talk to the family about this before she took these steps, her intentions may have been all well and good, but you're still wrong for that because you too are stepping on somebody's toes. But then to also bring in somebody's personal life as a dig is unfair. Uh, but I did see a video where he apologized for coming okay. at her in that way. And he was, you know, and expressed even more and explained even more along the lines of what you were talking about, the frustrations that they mm -hmm. dealt with as a family. And I buy, and 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 see murder calling Kim Kardashian his angel. I fully agree with Master P because Master P yeah. speaks so highly of their grandmother and all mm -hmm. of the sacrifices that she's made for their family overall. And so that part of it, that's another side. But it was more so just directed at specifically him bringing into uh, play how she's been able to move forward with her life because I feel like that's a bit of an unfair, you know, an unfair dig. And we just have to make sure that when we're angry, we direct our, our frustrations at the people who who need to hear them. Yeah. Because if the Kardashians are going to help, then help. But make sure you're doing it in the right way. Mm -hmm. Not for praise and glory for yourself and for your family. So... I saw that story. I thought that was quite interesting. Indeed. Another interesting uh, story that I saw is that the wooden lady herself, Kellyanne Conway, is leaving <laughs> the Trump administration. Yes. Apparently it is because of her child's <laughs> flagrant social media attack on the devil. 
uh, himself, <laughs> which, you know, I get all the way behind. I've That kid, ha- there's nothing wrong with her in my eyes. I'm like, keep speaking your truth, young Karen. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but Kellyanne Conway is leaving the Trump administration. And I'm just, I know this is like a long shot. You know what I'm saying? I fully acknowledge it. But I was like, I would just love to see the crumbling of people who just continue to leave this administration and just watch it kind of fall. I mean, but the evil that propels it. I know. I know. Yeah. It's just my own fan fiction, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's just my own fan fiction. Um, And then lastly on the trash. So there was a story that came out recently about Tremaine, the Greyhound. Um, the singing goat, Trey Songs. Oh my lord! Uh, so <laughs> you know he looks like a greyhound, and you know oh he's the singing gosh. goat. So Tremaine, uh, you know there has been some allegations against him in the past, specifically by Kiki Palmer, al- along the the lines of uh, him just kind of being um, a creepy dude taking phones and things like that. Uh, and nobody paid Kiki any mind, but recently I didn't know this. Yes, this came out a little, uh, so maybe a year and a half, two years ago, a couple years ago, something like that. So, you know, and then I guess they were able to figure it out and, you know, Kiki didn't really speak much more on it, um, but mm-hmm. she was flamed for it and it's not right. So recently to, I don't even know, Instagram people, the Instagram girls, the the ones who specifically go after niggas for money through okay you know and post the instagram they, pictures they have like a title i don't uh, know I, insta like baddies I, okay i don't you know i know hoes don't exist no more so we're not gonna use that um you know hoes a construct because anyway uh i don't know what you want to call them i don't know i don't know predators financial predators <laughs> <laughs> so there but you know or you know sexually liberated financial predators maybe something like that i don't shame sex workers i think sex work is amazing you know and if i could do it nigga i'd be all the way down for it but um these two women spoke on a podcast recently and they spoke openly about trey songs and how recently um, they experienced some nasty sexual encounters with him in which he took their phones um, and when they were going to leave soon and we're in the bathroom cleaning up or what have you, made them get in the tub and uh, pee-peed on them. And so, yeah, and uh, one of the young ladies was upset because it got on her eyelashes. I guess they were very expensive. Uh, That's what she said. That is not my words. So... Um, you know, there was this outrage and, you know, Trey Songs came forward with all of these screenshots of these women pursuing him. And honestly, I don't know. It just sounds creepy and, and gross all around. Uh, but and, you know, we don't fuck with sexual predators, but um, it leads to a bigger discussion about how people were outraged when they heard this story about these two white women. Uh, who, by the they way, white? yeah, I think they was oh. black fishing. Maybe one is Latina, I don't, but I don't know. I think they were white. Um, 
and it leads to a larger discussion about why did it take these two white girls to come out speaking about this nigga and his gross acts. But when Kiki Palmer spoke about it a while back, people shushed her and shamed her and made her, you know, because, you know, for a while they was calling Kiki crazy and all these different things. And it was like they shushed her and they shamed her. Why is it she was not believed in a situation like that? Be All because people lust after this, this, this greyhound. But they, you know, they, it took these two white women to speak out for people to be like, well, that's just crazy. He's just, that's disgusting. He's got to be brought down. And it just leads to all of the conversations we've been having about a lack of protection uh, for black women. Mm, what a time. I'm just, I'm just. What a time. You know, the trash the trash segment is really just my per I get to just go and delve into the mess because the shade room, I stay far, far away from there any other time. <laughs> so I used to delve into the shade room and then somewhere along the lines I was like, Oh, I can't this is toxic. This is a toxic relationship and I must set my boundaries. I can't deal with you anymore. But um the trash time. Is really just a fascinating time for me when I get to see what's going on in a world like that. And that's it. That's the trash this week. Yes, indeed. All mm-hmm. right. I think that's enough. I think it's enough as well. We shall move along to a shout out, shall we? Yep. My sister's popping right now. Like. It's time for the shout out. And our shout out this week. So I'm not sure if you've heard by a beautiful black woman by the name of Attorney General Letitia James. I've not. Okay. Well, let me tell you just something super brief about Attorney General Letitia James. Mm-hmm. Um, casually known as Tish, according mm-hmm. to The Root. Um, Letitia James is the attorney who is investigating uh, Trump's business affairs. Um, okay. And they're investigating his private businesses for inflating the value of its assets uh according to a legal filing that happened this last monday so about a week ago um so essentially we just want to shout out letitia james for doing hard work and doing the necessary work you know they were not able to impeach him um but hopefully maybe by some miracle, Letitia James and her crew will come through and be able to provide some hard legalities and proof of how this is a corrupt and disgusting man. As if we don't already know, as if it's not in our faces enough. Hello, mm-hmm. post office boxes. Goodbye. So <laughs> uh, I just wanted Letitia James to be our shout out this week. If you have not gotten into who she is Make sure you go check it out and all that she, all the work that she's doing right now. And my God, I'm behind it, go look up Letitia James, Attorney General at Law. Outstanding. Thank you for your service, Judge James. Absolutely. She's an attorney or Attorney judge? General. Attorney. attorney General. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Thank you mm-hmm. for your service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors, girl. So little time. Ben and Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts made with sunflower butter. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their new non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. 
So we all know that I have been rocking steady like Aretha Franklin, honey, uh, with the creme brulee from the Ben and Jerry's, honey. Me and me and the creme brulee are now in a relationship. Um, we see each other on a very regular, regular basis. And I'm, I'm, I say it all the time. You could, like, if you would have told me that I would be this close with a non-dairy dessert, I probably would have laughed in your face. But this um, is just a game changer because I really enjoy the taste and the texture. I'm a texture person. And this has a very ice cream mouth feel. You would not think that you were eating sunflower butter. You are. You would think that you are eating natural ice cream, honey, from, from cows, honey. This, but this, I'm telling you. It's not dairy, and I can't believe it every time. I'm always waiting. Creme brulee is going. Um, we we do go together, but let me tell you something. When I get my hands on the non-dairy cookies and cream, I will probably cheat on the creme brulee. And I've never cheated before, but I'm willing to make the sacrifice. So, yes, check out Ben & Jerry's Sunflower Butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. What are you doing in your free time? Playing Best Fiends, I hope. I'm hooked, and if you're anything like me, you will be too. No Wi-Fi? Don't even worry about it. You don't even need an internet connection to play. Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle game unlike any other game out there. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. And Best Fiends treats the game like a service for their players. It doesn't require internet to play, so you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using your cell data. Dr. Doucet of the prestigious NYU loves to play Best Fiend. She told me herself, you know, your girl does too. We be trying to get to Mount Boom, defeat the slugs. The slugs are out there stressing us out, but we got it. And we're trying to defend them and make sure that we clear out minutia and leave it a healthy place. I say all that to say that I love Best Fiends. I absolutely love it. I've immersed myself in the game. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Best friends without the R, best feeds. All right. So as we uh, mentioned um, in the intro and in the trash, um, I don't know about anybody else. It's just in the moment of like truth and transparency. I have been dealing with um, my own struggles to... Mm -hmm. um, just kind of, I, I think, I think the world is just such a crazy place here lately for these last few months, especially. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's just so much change and trouble and strife everywhere. I think that, that I know I speak for myself and I don't know if others can relate, but I feel like I've been in such a survival mode mm -hmm. um, that, you know, just, just kind of living and navigating this this tension mm -hmm. and this like high anxiety at all times has really um kind of i feel like my creativity has taken a hit yeah um i've been so focused on survival that i i can't it seems like all of all of the inspiration to be innovative and excited about new things and like birthing new ideas and um moving forward like all of that seems to be kind of dried up 
in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to get through every day. Um, and, and it's like every time you wake up, there's new notifications of, you know, another police killing or another uh, missing child or, you know, something, um, you know, a trans person that's been mm-hmm. abused or killed or, you know, mm-hmm. there's just constantly, you know, just all kinds of corruption in our political system. Um, you know, this whole postal system thing, the elect upcoming elections and voter suppression and all of this stuff. Um, I'm really struggling to find myself in the, in the right mental space to feel inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted, I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's impacting all, all areas of my life, my professional work, my writing, um, my research, but also has impacted like, you know, teen typing fast and, and the show, like getting grown. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard for, for me. I, part of me feels, um, guilty for coming on here and talking about navigating life and career when there are so many people around the world who are dealing with all kinds of tragedy. Yeah. Um, and like insurmountable circumstances. Louisiana is, you know, about to get hit with two hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And I like, you know, all of these things that are happening, you know, all the crazy wildfires in the West Coast, like everything is going down. So I wanted us to have a conversation just like a, and, and just kind of honor the truth of where we are right now. And mm-hmm. then I thought, um, I know I can kind of share the, the, the kind of practices that I try to I try to mm-hmm. um, put, you know, I try to kind of keep and cultivate um, to kind of help me manage this season mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe think think a little bit more about like how and where we find inspiration in such crazy times. Is this something that you struggle with? Like, are you also feeling um, far less creative than usual? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a a really like, just a really like kind of heavy energy. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, I've noticed energetically a lot of people are really low right now and I've had a hard time personally you know, I had to take, I think I took a, uh, we had a week off from the cocktail a couple weeks ago. or um, And then I took another one off, like, recently. You know, and I'm balancing it with ha- because of having to do other things. But I have to say, even in creating um, content for the Patreon every week and putting together recipes and putting together cocktail recipes, I'm finding myself sometimes having a harder time uh, with the motivation of even just coming up with cocktails because um, there's, you know, because there's so much going on in the world and it's like, I, it, you know, drinking is, is not my personal escape when, um, and I, I, I don't encourage it to be anybody's, but it's not my personal escape. I'm just speaking to myself when, you know, when I'm, when things are heavy, that's not really what I do. Um, so I'm not really one to go and grab a cocktail and just like kind of make one. I don't remember why I started saying that, but I say all that to say, yes, I'm having a hard time as well um, with feeling motivated and feeling, uh, feeling creative inspiration. Um, you know, and I'm, you have to get it done because ultimately this is my job. You know what I'm saying? This is my, this is how I, how I take, how I take care of myself. 
and how I take care of my family and my con- contribution. But it gets really hard when the energy is so heavy in the world and there's so much going on and you don't feel inspired and you don't feel bubbly. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel amazing. What are some of the things that, that help you to kind of push through those feelings when you when you find yourself na- navigating that heaviness? But like you said, you have to find ways to get things done. Like what are the things that help pull you out of, pull you through it? As of recently, and I know we've been, and this is essentially, we're kind of going to tie in black women's self-care with this um, segment. But um, I, I've been, so I remember I talked a while ago, what was that, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, about attempting to journal and how your girl was not being successful at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of recently, I've started really, I know I keep talking about these routines, um, and I actually switched the mentality on it and stopped calling them routines now. Um, a friend of mine, we were having a conversation about it, and she was like, call them rituals. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a beautiful sentiment because, you know, I was reading the spirit of intimacy. I know you all, Fran, talked about the spirit of intimacy on the friend zone. Um, I've been reading that and the importance of ritual and like how we in the Western world have lost a lot of ties to ritual and to prayer and to, you know, just putting ritual into things that mean something to us before we do them. Um, and not to any fault of our own, you know what I'm saying? But we've lost that and those ties. And so what I'm trying to do is create rituals for myself, which was, which in thinking about them in that way helps me in the motivation area because I feel like I'm creating something healthy, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm putting some, like, some tying to it and some grounding, some foundational grounding. So I've started working on my journaling, like, really being very intentional about it and setting my environment when I do so. So whereas before I was kind of like sitting down, I grabbed my journal and it's like, all right, it's time to write. I now kind of set the scene. I turn on the thunderstorm music or whatever sounds and I light my candles and I sit there and I pray beforehand and I really try to get into, um, get into my space and into my feel good space to to get to where I need to express myself on the pages. So, you know, I've been trying to set uh, rituals for myself um, and things that help me to feel good, just small things, even if it's having tea in the morning and tea in the evening and doing a little stretching in the morning and a little guided meditation in the morning and then some intentional praying at night and some intentional journaling. It's really started to kind of help uh, with coping with this funk that we're living in because we can't escape the world that we live in. So those are some mm-hmm. of the ways that I found to kind of help me navigate through that while we're living in this world. That's dope. I think um, sim- similarly, um, well, I know that I've, I've been uh, processing processing a lot of my feelings with my therapist. I've been maintaining my, my appointments with, with my therapist every mm-hmm. week. And she's been very um, encouraged. She's encouraged me to develop these um, practices Mm -hmm. or like, you know, I guess um, similar to, you know, the way you describe your rituals, just like Mm -hmm. having me think intentionally about ways that I'm going to respond to my feelings instead of letting my feelings kind of take over. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
I notice just kind of like my my instinctual trauma response is to to stress and is panic and worry. And so we've done some work to kind of identify what um, specific fears um, mm-hmm. are attached to, you know, those feelings and, and what triggers um, triggers those those um, feelings. And so I have to say that, um, you know, fear is really at the heart of a lot of of the heaviness that I feel. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's I've been doing a lot of study around fear to understand it and maybe that's just the researcher in me but mm-hmm. i feel like if i if i have an understanding of what um i'm experiencing then i can manage it better so um i, I recognize that my my trauma response is fear mm-hmm. and like the way in which my fear manifests itself is you know i i've talked about before on the show how i can kind of get to worst case scenario, my imagination will take me to the worst possible mm-hmm. outcome very quickly. Um, and fear is debilitating for me in that, in that way, because I get kind of stuck in that, in that draining space of just kind of worrying and mm-hmm. that kind of keeps me from moving forward. And like we're talking about zaps, my creativity, my innovation, it, it really weighs me down and kind of keeps those, those things from, um, functioning as they normally would. So the number one thing that I do is kind of managing my fear is combating my fear with the facts. So before I, I, before my imagination can kind of take off running with what the worst case scenario is, I steady myself by reminding myself what I know, what is factual mm-hmm. about um, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing. And, um, you know, that's, you know, combating those feelings with information. Mm-hmm. What are the things that I know, you know, yes, this is scaring me and this is a scary situation and that can be true. But what else do I know to be true about um, what this feeling is? And, and, you know, being conscious of that, calling it out and really intentionally working through that has been helpful to me kind of and, and bringing me out of the funk that comes from, you know, the heaviness. Uh, or the heavy response to whatever the the depressing stimuli is, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when I hear about stories like Jacob Blake, I start to think about all the other, you know, black men in my life who, you know, could be being helpful, right? They say that Jacob was, he stopped to break up a fight between two women. He saw, he saw these women, you know, endangering one another and endangering the other people that were around them. And he, he stepped in to try to defuse the situation. And unfortunately, you know, the cops came in without having that information and, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, when those kinds of things, I think about all of the times when I'm in these situations and I'm alone or, you know, what would it take for somebody to misunderstand or misconstrue what I'm doing and where I am and for me to be in a situation like that. So, you know, in those moments, I try to combat my mind kind of going off on that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trail of tears, so to speak, and um, bringing it back to combating it with the facts of what I know. I'm mm-hmm. safe right now. As far as I know, everybody in my family is safe right now, you know, and this is very unfortunate, but, you know, we'll deal with it as it comes. I also, and one of the other practices that I do is kind of resisting the urge to isolate mm-hmm. um, because... Um, the me leaving being alone 
uh, really kind of facilitates the fear kind of mm-hmm. taking hold. Um, so when I'm able to talk out loud um, with with people who I trust about what I'm feeling, that also helps me to kind of manage the feeling so that I can give back to the creative space um, and being honest with myself and others, like mm-hmm. saying, not trying to say, you know, because another thing that I tend to do is kind of shame myself for feeling whatever I'm feeling. So being honest about it and allowing myself and giving myself grace mm-hmm. um, to feel my feelings and let them be what they are and then working through them toward, um, you know, to kind of get me into the space where I can be productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then practicing um, practicing gratitude, even in the crazy, mm-hmm. trying to find something to be thankful for. Um and then that doesn't really take long, right? You know, if I look around and see and look around in my, you know, even though things are crazy, I can look around in my situation and find something to to be grateful for, to thank God for. And then finally, I've really been trying to give myself space to just do what I want um, yes. and, being, and, and being okay with whatever that want is. So if I want to take a nap or <laughs> if I want to buy some sneakers, I mean, within reason, I haven't done anything crazy or outlandish yet but the fact of the matter is like you know we're navigating very difficult times and I'm really desperate to kind of find things that that give me some sense of of joy and fulfillment um so if it's a cookie or if it's a pint of ice cream or if it's calling somebody who I haven't talked to in a long time or calling somebody that I talk to every day, whatever it is that I think will help me to feel better in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to a song, going outside, um, you know, calling someone who I want to talk to um, or even just being still and being quiet. I also, I bought a new notebook from CVS the other day. So sometimes, I mean, I type all day long. Sometimes I'll just like to, I like to go out on, on a deck and sit in the sun with my pen and my notebook and just write whatever comes to my spirit. Um, If it's a prayer, sometimes it's a letter, sometimes it's lyrics to whatever song I'm listening to. Like, you know, just the act of writing makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to find my coloring books and do, you know, other things and watch my television shows. Like I bought my, bought my TV for my office. Like I'm just trying to find the things and get back to, feeling like myself and hoping that that will spur um, inspiration to, to return to me because I feel like I am bereft of all ideas. Right? <laughs> like Ooh. I feel dried up. Like where's, where's all of the juice? It's just dry. But <laughs> I'm also listening to my body. You, you, you touched on that. Um, I'm listening to my body a lot more. I think before it was along the same lines of not feeling okay when I would take rest Mm -hmm. and feeling like I constantly had to be doing something or at the top of all of this, it was like, okay, well, we're going to be in the house. So I'm going to get this organized and I'm going to get this done and this done and this done and this done. And when I would sit down, I would feel guilty like, okay, I should be doing this. But honestly, Mm -hmm. that's not healthy. You know what I'm saying? And so I've, I've started, especially as of recently, trying to be really intentional when I'm tired or I feel a way, like you said, I honor that feeling. So if that means a nap, if that just means like eat some lunch and lay down, that's -hmm. what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? If it just means have a cup of coffee and sit down for a second, the world is not going to stop 
Nothing's going to catch on fire in my house if I sit down for 20 minutes and watch something and have myself a cup of coffee, even if it's 11 a.m. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm not productive or I'm lazy or I'm slothful or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just means that I'm entitled to that time to myself <laughs> and sure. I should take that. I got this um, women's women's women patterns and plants coloring book, uh, oh, which nice. was created by a black woman, Serena Mantle. Um, it's a self-care coloring book. So I got one of these for myself and for Antoinette. And, um, you know, I sit and try to color this and, you know, just really kind of just try to do things that make me feel good, even if it's for a few minutes. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I've been trying to draw some sort of inspiration. And I know that I can't pour from an empty cup. So I'm not going to be able to create if I'm not giving my body the proper rest and care that it needs yeah, I mean it's it's really I think I think I was talking to Keisha and Janae over the over the weekend about it because mm-hmm. um it's really kind of I'm being forced to do the work that I've been talking about doing for a long time, right? I have nothing but space and opportunity to be with myself and really work on unlearning um, you know, these old habits and practices and developing new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that prioritize myself, and I think that I don't know. I think I'm 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 hoping that when I kind of learn how to, I think that's what it really is is like. You know, this time with myself, I'm trying to view it as an opportunity to study myself and be with myself and understand myself and learn my own mm-hmm. systems, um, and develop that relationship with self that. Um, you know, fuels all the other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, lean into that, right? So the truth of the matter is we are all dealing with bad news of some sort, of mm-hmm. some kind in every in every um, part of our lives, right? But still in all, we have to find ways to push through um, those feelings to honor them. Um, but to to also um, manage them, right? Not to let them, not to let them manage us, but to really Ooh. be be in control of how we respond mm-hmm. to what's going on, instead of you know just re- just being in a reactive space all of the time. Um, so it's important work that we have to do, and I think it's about building a muscle. Yes, and we talked about that before. So. You know, muscle development is painful. Mm. <laughs> it um, is. And it's work. Um, yes. And it's very strenuous. Ask it my is, orange even building coaches. healthy habits. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We were. And that's another thing, too, that's helping a lot. I'm glad you touched on that, too. Um, you know, Tristan and I were talking to each other. And, you know, we, we just we just two RNs in the house. You know what I'm saying? That's just who we are. <laughs> like, we two RNs. We not in healthcare. You all can figure out what that means. <laughs> but. You know, we were talking to each other and, you know, we were we're friends. So we have a we have a nice communication, but we also were talking to each other about being really intentional, especially now with the world being the way that it is about being more tender and being more intentional about being tender with one another, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's heightened sensitivities and heightened you know energy right now and people are stressed in their own heads and trying to figure out things and navigate and even within a family you know he's got his career I've got mine and 
we sometimes live in a world where it's like he's doing his work, I'm doing my work, and we kind of are like two ships passing, like, hey, babe, you know. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, even even when we can't, you know, commit that time or whatever, even if it's like just a heavy several weeks or what have you, we can't commit it. And the times that we speak to to each other, let's be really intentional about being tender and really intentional about the way in which we speak to each other because we don't need extra stress within the home when mm-hmm. we're already dealing with stress from the outside world. And even just having that conversation in that way and being on the same page in that way, but being able to, like you said, learning how to respond to things versus just reacting to them or reacting mm-hmm. to the stress of our environment contributes to a lot of mental health um, in dealing with an already stressful environment that we can't control. So it's just about curating the spaces that we occupy, exactly. you know, making sure that wherever we are in navigating this crazy time in the world, you know, to the extent that we can, right, w- within the realm of our control, what can you do to make your, your home the most peaceful place um, that, that facilitates your productivity? What can you do to make your your job experience, the work that you do, your workplace, your workstation, mm-hmm. what can you do to make that a place that facilitates your peace and productivity? And your relationships, your friends, your your romantic connections, um, you know, yes, yourself. Any, yourself (laughs) most importantly right Mm -hmm. what are the things that you do for yourself um instead of relying on others and 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 holding other people responsible what are the ways that you are going to take responsibility for doing that work on your own so i think that i just i just wanted to uh, we just wanted to be truthful about you know when it came to to us thinking about what to talk about today it was a bit of a pull, right? If it felt like, you know, you know, Jacob Blake and and the RNC and Oof. these hurricanes uh-uh. coming High in. I see RNC is delicious. Let's call him something else. <laughs> What's orange and gross? Let's call him no, Canada. I mean, RNC like the Republican National Convention that's Oh happening. yes. Oh that, yes. <laughs> but, but um but yeah, no, but I'm saying all of those things and I mean yeah. just thinking about all the stuff that you hear um, and see. And I'm kind of been, you know, I'm dealing with some real stresses at work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt a heaviness. Um, and I don't want the getting, I don't want getting grown or kitchen table, the community that we've cultivated to be, you know, a, a place that, that, that is a stressor. Right. Me. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, I feel like we've, we we want to curate a safe space for others. So it's important for us to make it safe for ourselves, too. So I wanted to just be truthful about where we are right now. It's hard to, to, to create content mm-hmm. consistently when we're navigating such a ridiculous time in history. <laughs> um, but, but we will continue to push forward because this is our work and we are blessed to do it. We are. And we're grateful for you all. And we would love, actually, I'd love to continue this conversation because I know there is a um, collective, uh, a collective exhaustion energetically, you know, with everybody right now. So we would love to hear ways. We talk about it every week. Tell us ways in which you take care of yourself. But in all honesty, in order for us to continue this conversation, please write in and let us know 
maybe ways in which you've you've been dealing with um, this emotional fatigue uh, from the mm-hmm. world and some of the ways in which have helped you, big or small. We would love to love to hear from you all. So send that on into getting grown podcast at gmail.com so that we can continue this talk. And we just Please do. send beautiful wishes and well wishes out to everybody who's just dealing with the exhaustion of the world right now. You know what I'm saying? We all, we all right here and we all, we got. You're not in it by yourself. Mm-mm. Not at all. Know that, know that we are in it with you. And we deal, everybody's dealing with it. <laughs> Everybody. Exactly. Nobody's exempt. And with that being said, we're going to just scurry along to the end of the show right on over to the Petty Peeves. Okie dokie 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 Thrive Market delivers organic and sustainable groceries right to your door. So I've gotten a few things from the good folks at Thrive. I really like their, they have skincare. So I've gotten some of their um, essential oils. Like, you know, they have essential oils. Like I got lavender. They also have like, you know, this really dope, amazing like lotion that's lemon scented. And I just love walking around smelling like a, a jug of Simply Lemonade. It's really amazing. Um, and, and the lemon, they they also have this really good lemon dish detergent, right? So, you know, everything smells clean and fresh when it smells like lemon. So that is, I know that I will continue to get that because I just love, I feel like all kitchens ought to smell like lemon, honey. That's how you know things are clean. All right. So as a, as a Thrive Market member, your paid membership provides a free one for someone in need like a low-income family, a teacher, a veteran, or a first responder. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values like paleo, keto, or plant-based diets, delivering the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials from groceries, healthy snacks, meat and seafoods, to clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, and bath and body products as well. As a member, you will save 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices, and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. Orders over $49. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over $750,000 to date through their COVID-19 relief fund. So go to thrivemarket.com grown, join today, and you'll get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's Thrive, R-I-B-E market.com slash grown to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. Thrivemarket.com slash grown, 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 grown. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. Well, well, well. We're here to wave our petty, here to put it right on parade. I saw a tweet this week that actually gave me a really good petty peeve because it is one of my, I don't know if we've said this before or not, but the tweet specifically was for those of you who do not put the toilet seat down before you flush, why do you hate everybody? (laughs) And I agree. Do you realize, and you know, people commented there, you know, there's Febreze and Lysol commercials that say you can spray to get germs and particles and things out of the air Howsomever, if you don't let the toilet seat stay up, you don't have to worry about that because they're trapped <laughs> right on in there. So I just, I just, I hope that everybody who listens to this show closes the toilet seat before they flush the toilet. But if you are not aware as to the amount of germs that it spreads in the bathroom, and the last thing that we need right now 
are extra germs. These are not the germs that help to build your immune system. These are just disgusting poop particles. <laughs> so please put the toilet seats down. Put the toilet lids down when you flush the damn toilet. And you do it before you flush the toilet. That's it. That's the petty peeve this week. I am going to read a petty peeve that was sent to us by one of our faithful listeners. Whoa, um, yeah. <laughs> um, this was sent in from Shakobi Colbert. Um, Shakobi writes, hello there in my hello. Tabitha Brown voice. <laughs> Gracious podcasts and life gurus. This is a follow-up to last week's name petty peeve. I too hate the dreaded pause when someone tries to figure out how to pronounce my first name, despite it being spelled phonetically. In addition, I hate when I tell people my name and give them a mnemonic device to assist them in remembering it and they decide it's too much to try. Instead, they have the audacity to assign me a random nickname as if they have known me since birth oh, or no. are, are a good, good friend. She's like, I correct them every time, but Lord have mercy, it's tiring. Also, thanks so much for the back to school content. I'm a first grade teacher like Miss O'Connor, and I am just distraught and beside myself about this upcoming school year. Oh. I have been chosen to teach virtually, but am forced to send my own child to face-to-face classes. I must be on campus and have zero family in town to help facilitate his virtual kindergarten learning. Hmm. The heaviest part is that I am to do this. I am due to have another baby in two weeks while trying to navigate all of this 2020 mess. Thank you for all you do and your continued real- realness, Shakobi, like Shaq and Kobe, not Coco, <laughs> not Kobe, not Shake you be, et cetera. Thank oh, you, Shakobi. Thank you, Shakobi. And Shakobi's having a baby, so we are praying oh. for, your, for your healthy delivery. Yes. Um, and we are also praying for your kindergartner and the safety of you and all, of the, all the students that you teach. And all the students that your ch- children will come into contact with, we're just praying for everybody's covering and safety. Isn't it disgusting um, that a pregnant teacher got to go into work because because she the said fucking, that she was assigned virtually. She was assigned virtually, but her son, her child, her son has, has to, to go, go in. Her, ch- her right. child has to go to kindergarten. All because a carrot hot dog is mm-hmm. going to cut the federal funding. I'm sorry, Auntie mm-hmm. Tabitha. We love you immensely. Mm -mm. But if I may add an extra petty peeve to this episode, (laughs) a carrot will never be a hot dog. I don't don't care how many liquid aminos you boil it in. I don't care how much liquid smoke you put in there. Matters not. I don't care how much garlic powder you put on it. Because that's your business. I don't care if you douse it in Nora Fakaki. It's never going Uh, to be a hot dog. It won't. No ma'am. No Pam. No ham. No turkey. No (laughs) hot dog. That's not what's happening. Okay. God bless you. It is a carrot. <laughs> it will be a carrot and a hot dog bun with mustard and relish and ketchup on top of it, but it is still a carrot. It's still a carrot. That's it. Period. But we love you. And that is so definitely much. your business. Your business. <laughs> and we're going to let you have it. We are. But, you know, just call it a carrot um, in a bun. <laughs> and that is another episode of Getting Grown. We thank, thank you, you so much, much for yes. for continuing to listen and join us week after week. We recognize um, that, you know, 
we all out here trying to figure it out. So, and we know that you could be listening and choosing to spend your time other places, but you, you continue to, to kick it with Jade and I at the kitchen table. And we are grateful that you choose to do that. Yes. So yes, sis, greet the people, tell them, tell them what they can do. Um, you know, as we, as we bid them farewell this week, you know, drink that water because we see what evil does to the insides, but we also see what a lack of water does. Mm -hmm. Uh, lotion, those elbows in between those toes, get the crust out of your eyes, lotion them ankles, the back of them heels, and make sure you clean out that belly button. And lastly, and certainly not least, mind your business, except if people are trying to tell you that a carrot can be a hot dog. Why is this? <laughs> Because carrots will never be hot dogs and your black will crack <laughs> if it's dry and confused and thinking that carrots can be hot dogs because they cannot. With walnut chili. Bye. <laughs> okay. Y'all be good. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time and their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter and they're the perfect sweet treat for vegans, vegetarians and everybody else in between. Check out the Ben and Jerry sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at BenJerry.com. Let's all say it together. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com.